hello. Uh, welcome to Sacking's Therapy, episode number 38. Uh, today I'll be running solo. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to talk about I, what I'm going to call the calm before the storm. Because next week, starting Monday at noon, uh, the moratorium, the train moratorium, will be lifted and chaos will ensue. Uh, the draft is going to be on Wednesday. And then after that, two days later, free agency will start. And then Sunday is when uh, those free agents can sign contracts. So it's going to be a chaotic week. And I just want to get a podcast um, in here. Uh, recording this on November 15th on a Sunday night. Uh, let's get into it. Um, first thing I want to talk about, I guess, is who I think the Kings are end up going to be gonna end up picking at 12 i'm gonna assume that they're gonna stay at 12 i'm i want them to trade up but i don't think it's gonna happen i don't see a suitor happening um so yeah i'm just gonna just gonna say that they're gonna stay at 12 so assuming that they keep the 12 pick i am predicting them to take aaron naismith just because there was an interview that an aaron naismith did saying basically saying that he really wanted to come here uh to sacramento and that's going to be interesting we'll, we'll see what becomes of that again i've kind of compared him to basically a taller version of buddy now i don't know if he's going to be as good of a shooter as buddy but he kind of projects to be a buddy heel like player and you know he's a bit taller you know a really good shooter but you know the 52 percent at um was it last season might be a bit fluky just because there weren't a lot of games played but i imagine he is a good shooter and hopefully he is if he does end up getting drafted and he has good uh, energy on defense and you know he's he, it's a lot to look forward to i think you know he's a pretty tall guy six six can kind of be a can you know guard twos and fives i'm optimistic about him and you know he can't really be worse than buddy on defense unless buddy has improved we don't know yet but you know, I'm looking forward to maybe, you know, the Kings picking him. The, the reason why I pick him is part of it is I don't think Patrick Williams is going to be there at 12. Um, just because I've been, you know, just he's been rising up in a lot of draft boards. And I think Detroit even said they're very, very high on him. So unless Detroit like drafts up or get, moves up in the draft, I assume they're going to pick Patrick Williams. And, that's understandable. Like he he is he's a gold mine of you know hidden potential. You know, really big strong guy already and you know probably going to even get even stronger. Can reliably guard threes and fours and you know possibly even twos and ones and twos. Although I doubt he will be able to guard ones because one of the criticisms of him I guess is that he does not have great foot speed. But, you know, is a very good defender, gets in the passing lanes and is a incredibly uh, disruptive defender, creates chaos on that end. And I would have really uh, if he's available, I would actually take him over Aaron Naismith just because I'm I'm very intrigued by that hidden potential. You know? And but, you know, teams are really high on him, so I just don't think it's going to happen. It's kind of the same thing I have for Devin Vassell. It's just uh I don't think he's. I just don't think he's going to be available at twelve. And you know, he basically is kind of the same thing as uh, as Patrick Williams. You know, great defender. Uh, you know, three and D guy, and possibly some hidden potential there for shot creation. He's 
not a great he's not good at creating shots right now so we'll see if you know he develops that somehow but and the last pick uh Sadiq Bey you know the, the main thing with him is that just there isn't a lot of upside with him is from all the reports that I've been reading and you know he's a great pick if at like the you know 15 or 16 16 I mean just because he's going to come in and contribute right away and you know I I like more I like the mystery box better than the sure thing I guess because kings are not really a sure thing away from you know becoming really good I think they I think they need a r- real star you know fox is going to be a star of course marvin we'll see I hope he is a star and we need we still need a third guy in some way and you know Sadiq Bey is m- more of like that role player you draft when your team is already like half of those stars so you know no no I I wouldn't be mad if they end up drafting him but you know like th- I would like to see I would like to see the Kings pick someone I guess with a little bit more mystery which you know brings me to the guys like Alex you know Alexi I cannot I cannot pronounce his name Bashevsky and uh uh, the guys like that, I, I don't know if I want to invest in a project such as that, but I would like to a bit of a mystery box. And the main thing I'm looking for is versatility on defensive end, and also you know the three and D ability, and hopefully that can also develop into a dribble pull up, uh, you know, game as well. So that's gonna be my final pick. I I, I meant to ask. I wanted you know Fong to actually show me his. Um, show me what his pick was but i didn't really get to talk to him about it i was going to just talk to him about it on the show but you know we'll, we'll see um yeah l- looking forward to who's gonna who the kings are gonna pick okay so i guess another just question is that, that i want to kind of get into but fong's not here so uh i'll just i guess talk to myself about it so i'm i've been thinking if we should the Kings should tank for this year because chances are we're gonna, chances are we're not gonna make in the playoffs. It's just gonna be a very tough journey because the West is brutal. You know, Portland's not going anywhere. Um, the Warriors are coming back. Uh, OKC might bottom out, but like they could be good for no reason. Uh, Grizzlies are go- are going to keep being good. Unless they get like a king's level of drop off, maybe, but we'll see about that. Grizzlies, like you know, if they're healthy, are going to be good. Uh, which other team? Timberwolves are are a bit of an. It's all or nothing for them because their offense is, I think, is going to be really good, and you know they have the number one pick, so you know they're probably going to draft another guy that's going to you know help them contribute pretty well. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be good. Uh, what other team? Pelicans now have Zion, probably hopefully healthy for the rest of the season for the entire season, and they have a new coach. Or do they have a new coach? I, I've totally forgot to check. Well, you know, it's just you know I don't remember if they got a coach, but like assuming that their roster is healthy, a really nasty team, and you know, you know, holy Mount Zion is going to be coming for the league, and you know, despite him not really what I call not really knowing how to play basketball just yet. He is a force and he will not be denied for much longer. And the Pelicans are probably going to be good. Um, Suns, you know, they, the eight no Suns, 
I imagine they're going to bring some of it to the season. And, you know, there's talks about them trading for Chris Paul. And if they're getting Chris Paul, I think that they're shooing for the playoffs. And, yeah, um, Suns aren't going anywhere. That really only leaves, like, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and maybe even the Grizzlies and OKC as the kind of the bottom four West teams. And, like, that's a lot of competitions that to fight through. And, you know, hell, the Kings just might surprise me and just end up being good. Maybe Marvin is just the force that I hope he is, and that a lot of Kings fans hope he is, you know. Kind of the, um, you know, replacement level of what Luka would have brought to the Kings. You know, um, there's all the chance in the world. We I just we just don't know enough about Marvin. I I did watch some tape of him from last year for from the Heat. Like he's got a lot of polishing that needs to be done on his game, and it's going to take some time. And you know I I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to be that star, that secondary star that you know along with Fox to bring the Kings to the next level, which is to the playoffs. But on the bright side, if we don't make the playoffs. 2021, the 2021 draft, it's got a lot of good players in there. Now, of course, I haven't dove in deep into it. I could barely bring myself to dive deep in the 2020 draft. But I heard have heard the names, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Those guys look really good and are, you know, wing size. Um, I think Cade Cunningham 6'7 listed and Jalen Green 6'6. A lot of talk about those guys being franchise-changing superstars, so... You know, if we don't make the playoffs, we have a chance of getting that getting that number one, number two, number three pick. So, by all means, like, if if we end up sucking, you know, lean into it, <laughs> you know, like, and end up getting one of those franchise changing stars. And you know, what well, I'm 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 here for the ride, basically. Um, just hoping for the best, and we shall see what happens. I, I trust the McNair and his staff to be able to make the right decisions. Um, this is a okay. Um, next on my um, notes, this is a topic I really don't hope I didn't re- have to talk about, but why not? Let's talk about it. You know, Russell Westbrook has demanded a trade from the Houston Rockets, and he has cited that he wants to go back to being the floor general. And of course, there have been talks about bringing him to this to Sacramento to the Kings. My first instinct to say is why. Why the hell do we want him? We have basically what is ultimately going to be a better version of him in De'Aaron Fox, I think. And like that big old contract that he has, I don't want to pay him, th- was it 40 million for three more years for a, what is really not a winning player anymore, you know? You know, even back in his days in OKC, he never truly was a winning player. He, you know, he sucked. He sucked up a lot of the possessions, was a very inefficient player, made bad decisions, but, you know, made up for it with a lot of his incredible athletic ability. And, you know, the bubble is not a fair, um, I guess, display of his power and, his, and, you know, what he can contribute to a team. But, like, he is a he is going to turn 32 or maybe he's already 32. He's going to turn 32. And, you know, it's only his, you know, his world otherworldly athleticism is only going to get worse from now on. And I just don't think that, you know, him losing his step is going to be an effective player anymore. You know, in the bubble, he couldn't shoot. Teams were just leaving him open. Or the Lakers specifically gave him so much space to shoot that it basically, you know, completely 
like wreck the rockets. Um, yeah, it's just not pretty. I just don't want to trade for him, and I don't want to give up anything for him either. Like, you know, there's been talk about like I think was it Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald for him, or like maybe Harrison Barnes and uh, Harrison Barnes and Corey Joe, or Buddy Heald and Corey Joe. But I'd rather just keep those guys as opposed to getting Russ because I don't want Russ to be the floor general. He's not a good floor general. He never really was. You know, even back when KD was there, like, you know, arguably, like, you know, if they just had a, if he just played a little smarter and, you know, probably win a championship. I mean, 2016, like, they should have won that year, probably. But if you think about, or they should be in the Warriors specifically. But, you know, it's interesting to think of that matchup if they went up against the Cavs. Um, you know, but that being said, like, ever since KD left, it's, you know, he gets triple doubles and all, but like, you know, he, you know, he basically sucks up all the possessions and doesn't really make enough winning plays for my liking. And you, and we've seen him with Paul George. We've seen him with James Harden. He kind of sucks the life out of them in a way. You know, I, I don't want that on the Kings and, you know, stay the hell away from the, from Sacramento, um, Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, hopefully you do find a home. I don't know what team you're going to be traded to. The Knicks are the one that's hoping that I hope they trade him to the Knicks. Like he's the perfect Knicks player in a way. Um, you know, and then so we can kind of end the saga of him coming to Sacramento. I don't think McNair will make that move. Please don't make that move, Monty. I'm, I'm going to be very angry if he gets traded to Sacramento somehow. Uh, on the other side, however, um, James Harden has also come out and basically kind of hinted at the, well, reports are hinting at the idea that he might want to play in Brooklyn. Now, Brooklyn has a lot of young talent that they can th- that they can trade back for, uh, you know, for James Harden. And that's going to be an interesting uh, trio of the three best ISO players and probably the three best ISO players in the league or Definitely the ISO the most in the league, um, all on one team. Well, that would be interesting on how that works. I don't know if it can work, but you know, in, my intuition says when you have three guys that can, you know, that are that good at basketball and can shoot and can pass, like that's a really nasty team. And you know, we'll see if that actually becomes a thing. Um, but back to Russell Westbrook. Please don't come to Sacramento. Go to go somewhere else. You know, anywhere else. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, trade the trade moratorium will be lifted at noon tomorrow. I will be furiously staring at my phone. Um, this is the news. However, um, before the moratorium has even been lifted, uh, Lakers have acquired Dennis Schroeder for Danny Green uh, right before the trade moratorium has been lifted. The, it's they're talked about advanced talks. So, but it looks like it's basically a done deal. So. You know, that replaces a really a, a need for the Lakers, which they ultimately didn't end up really needing because playoff Rondo arrived. Now, they basically need a third ball handler, a third creator, and that person was Rondo in the bubble. And, you know, like, you, you get rid of Danny Green, who really was doing jack shit for the most part towards the end. I, I know he played decently well in game six, but most of the series and most of the playoffs, he wasn't doing that much. I don't think I didn't watch that many Laker games, but you know, like he was trending on Twitter a lot because he kept missing shots and, you know, Lakers fans were basically threatening him. 
I mean, after game five, like, he actually got death threats for missing that three, which was ridiculous. I mean, come on. Like, I hate to break it to you. It's just a game sometimes. And yeah, that that was a bit too much. But, you know, I, I think that's a good trade for the, for the uh, Lakers. And, you know, they are on the quest to repeat. And, you know, all, all signs point to them very likely being able to. So, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoy that Laker Nation. Uh, no, I don't like your team, but, you know, I'm not going to hate on your team too much. You know, you guys really deserve the you know, that bubble championship. You guys were the best team. And, you know, it's a very interesting year coming up, so we'll see what happens. Um, as I mentioned, draft is on Wednesday. Um, you know, let's see if we keep, keep that 12th pick or we trade it away. Uh, I did see a post on Reddit that said something about trading for Miles Bridges. Is it Mikkel? Mikkel Bridges, I think, is the one on Phoenix. Um, well, it, the, Bri- the Bridges guy on uh, on the Hornets. So I like that idea. You know, we need another wing. And, you know, you in, the, in this league, you can't have too many wings. And we'll see what we'll see if the, if that's a real thing and what we would actually end up giving away for it for it. Okay. Uh, free agency on Friday, um, or starts on Friday. I think at six p.m. is the uh, what time is it? I didn't don't have that tweet in front of me, but it is at six p.m. I believe at or is it Atlantic time? <laughs> oh my god, my mind is completely breaking. East Coast time is what I'm is what I'm meaning to say. So, yeah, it's going to be a chaotic week, and yeah, I, I can't wait for it. Like, you know, go just, it's been a quiet, like, well, not, well, for the Kings anyways. It's been quiet for the Kings, but there have been news kind of flying around, and I'm, I'm ready for the season, the season to start in a way. I know that I'm not a big fan of them starting so fast just because I want the players to be rested a little bit more, but I'm not going to complain about, you know, having basketball back. Yes, free agency is starts on Friday, 6 p.m. I cannot find if it's Eastern time or not. Uh, and contract signings will happen on Sunday, meaning that uh, free free agents can agree to deals on Friday, but they won't sign the contract until Sunday. I remember the infamous uh, DeAndre Jordan situation, and on a smaller scale uh, last year, last season, uh, Marcus Morris opting out of his or agreeing to a deal with the Spurs and then backing out and then signing with the Knicks. So, yeah. Hope, you know, hopefully we don't get that kind of situation because that actually kind of screwed over the uh, San Antonio Spurs because they traded away Bertans to open up a spot for Marcus Morris, which I never really got. I don't think either of the Morrises are that good, and I don't know why they're as coveted as they are. I don't think they're real needle movers by any means, and I just feel like they're guys that just take up shots. And like, you know, they're average at best at making them. My opinion, but you know, that's I that's how I see it. Um, all right, last thing to just quickly talk about before, you know, we close the calm before the storm episode. Shaq might be joining AEW soon. You know, AEW is broadcast on TNT on Wednesdays, and you know, Shaq is on inside the NBA on TNT, so it kind of makes sense that they're doing this. I don't know what to think about this because honestly, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Shaq. I think he's a bit of a dickhead for the most part. And I 
you know, he is he is funny in spots, but like I do feel like his personality is a bit of a bit of an obnoxious dick. Um, you know, I, I don't love that he always tries to put put down Charles Barkley for not having rings. Like it's it speaks to a guy that's very insecure. But you know, like this will be interesting. I, I'm I don't know about how him wrestling. He's probably going to go up against Cody. Uh, at some point and you know cody can lead to definitely lead him to a good match but you know they've been talking about a big show match the host the, all these years and i was never that excited for that match and honestly i don't know what to think about it it will be interesting uh hopefully Shaq gets some mic training because i doubt he's going to be that good on the mic and whoever re- i don't remember her name but like whoever was the representative for Shaq was not that good on the mic so yeah um it's it's just something that kind of was interesting and kind of blew my mind and i wanted to actually get fong's reaction but and he's not here he's a busy boy so you know i can't get his take on it we'll probably ask him um after the draft (laughs) and we'll see what comes of it um okay well that's all i have for this episode yep yep Strap yourselves in, folks. It's going to be a very chaotic week. And we will probably record an episode right after the draft just to get our, you know, our first thoughts on who, who the Kings or whatever the Kings do, or if they use the pick or if they trade it. So, yeah, stay tuned for the Wednesday night episode or probably Thursday morning episode. And, you know, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy this this weekend before the NBA season basically starts. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you.